Hey everyone, welcome back to the Salt Boys Podcast, episode 5. Um, I'm Alex Rockoff. This is Tim Finnerty. And uh, we got our first guest today. We got, uh, who do we have right here? Uh, it's uh, Greg here. Um, pleasure to be here, guys. Thank you for uh, letting me join in on here. I'm a certified stat man. I you know, <laughs> hope to make you guys proud. Yeah, Greg's a big, big hockey fan. Knows a lot about hockey. Um, so we got a, it's uh, November 23rd. It's a Saturday night, about 6 p.m., um, recording right before the games start at 7 o'clock. We got 11 games today and a lot of good ones to talk about. Um, we're only going to talk about, you know, maybe the main ones, but um, Tim, why don't you start us off with... Uh... Yeah. Um, so first game tonight that we that we really love is uh, Minnesota versus Boston. I mean, Pasternak's pretty much an auto start now. Guaranteed to get five shots every single game, it seems like. So you're getting that three-plus multiplier uh, in a DraftKings format. So definitely love that top line of Boston tonight against, uh, you know, uh, Selak, who's not really a great goaltender. I don't know how to put it any other way, but not really a great goaltender. Love the Bruins tonight at home. Uh, you know, I think that's a that's the top play tonight. Yeah, it's one thing to note, uh, Minnesota's been playing a little bit better as of late, but, you know, we're not thinking this is a great team and going against their backup goaltender, we think this is a, this is a must win and we think it's pretty locked that Boston's winning that. Um, Boston's also got uh, Tory Crew coming back from injury. Yep. He's on the second line um, playing with uh, Brandon Carlo, a defenseman we've been using a lot. He's only uh, 2500 Yeah, so that's, that's a, a sneaky play, that's too, right? very cheap You're playing price. with Krug. You're not playing power play, but you're playing with Krug. You know, all it takes is one pass to get the apple, and at 2-5, yeah. got to love that. And he's been, he's been getting about uh, 20, uh, 21 minutes a game. Um, I know, obviously, those numbers are going to drop once Krug's back in, but, you know, even if he drops down to, like, 17, 18 minutes, that's still good value there. Um. Yeah, I Greg, mean, what, what what do you got for us on the stat side? You know, I'm really looking at it here, and, and I, I like Boston as well. I think it's a good option. you you got to really look at the last time they've played. And, and Boston, you know, they have two straight shutouts against Minnesota. So, to me, it, it's really a no-brainer. I mean, after, you know, two straight shutouts, you know, what are you going to – what do you got? You know, Boston obviously has the edge in this game. Yeah, and uh, um, they got Halak in net, their backup goaltender, but – I mean, that's still one of the better uh, backup goaltenders in the league. He's uh, priced at 8400 which is, I believe that's the highest price now. Yeah, I mean, and he has a, a 0.92% save percentage. So you got to love him tonight. 0.924, man. Oh, fuck. It's even better. Uh, even no better. rounding rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, next game. What do we got up next? In um, terms of liking them uh florida versus carolina i mean this could end up being a pretty high scoring game here and i think last time they played um if i recall correctly it was like five three or six three carolina i mean the top line on florida's been playing well but the goaltending's just been an issue and you know when you sign bobrovsky to that big of a contract like you got to be a little bit nervous now that he's not performing to the to a level that that you're expecting him to and you know carolina's got some scoring depth too they got some really good defensemen that can chip in offensively but outside that florida's top line it's really difficult to to play too many of them but this has a chance to to be pretty high scoring yeah and um kind of going on to carolina they I think they have a little better va- value uh players right there um they got what is listing as their second line, probably 
should be their first line, but uh, you got that Sebastian Ajo, Taro Taravainen, um, and Andrei Svechnikov all in the $6,000 range. Um, we really like those guys. I think that's good value against mm-hmm. uh, struggling Bobrovsky. They all play on the first power play together. But also kind of looking into some sneakier values, you got um, Nino Niederreiter and Martin Nietzsche's, um Both uh, Niederreiter's 4.1, Nietzsche's is 3.2. Those are both guys playing on the third line, getting solid minutes, but also are on the power play two together. Um, so if you're you know trying to squeeze in some uh, value players there, um, like them. And also, uh, just want to throw in one more defenseman, uh, uh, Brett Pesce. Uh, he's a 3,400. Um, he's got two goals in his last, uh, five, five games. Um, he's been playing about 23 minutes a game and in his last two games, he's blocked seven shots. So that's twice he's hit the three block multiplier. So I like the value there. Yeah. And I mean, Carolina's, you know, they're coming in strong right now. They really, uh, you know, they've got eight out of ten, you know, in their last matchup against Florida. So it's really, you know, a strong showing. And they're four straight matchups right now, and they've won seven of their last eight. So, you know, they're they're really riding a high, um, you know, with the way they've been playing. And and they're definitely going to come out strong tonight. Yeah, they're home tonight, too. You know, (coughs) Carolina can score, and... Barofsky's not been great, so and I think either way, even if you wanted to throw some Florida players or, or Carolina players, you, you can't go wrong in that game tonight. Yeah, definitely. And um, moving on to the next one, we got another game where um, a couple backup goaltenders mm-hmm. in. Is it just me, or is this is the night of the backup goaltenders? Yeah, it seems, it seems like, like it. I'd say about 50-50 yeah, um, I mean, for starter versus backup. So we got Columbus versus Winnipeg here, and, uh, you know, as of late, especially Winnipeg, Winnipeg's been playing pretty well, and Columbus has kind of you know been at uh, you know the lower lower tier in terms of teams this year. Unfortunately, after a great last year, but when you lose so much talent, you know in the off season, it's tough to kind of replicate the results they have. Even though they still have some really good defensemen too, especially with Wierenski and Jones, so you can never count them out at any game. But tonight, we're you know liking this matchup a lot uh, with two backup goaltenders. Um, one obviously. Uh, that is a little bit more well known in Brissett. Uh but then you have Marzinkus, and he, he's you know he, he's been okay. Um, but this could be a game that could get up there and scoring pretty quickly. Oh yeah, Greg. Uh, Greg's got a good stat for us on this game. Yeah, I mean you're looking at the Jets right now. They're seven two and one um, when they play Columbus. You know in the last games and in the last two games they have you know nine goals. You know between the last two, so that's really really a strong showing. And and uh, I think it's going to be kind of definitely a bit of a shootout i mean you have the blue jackets are really looking to extend um you know their 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 streak right now and, and come out with four but you know the, the jets have really given them a run for their money in, in the last few games so it'll be an interesting to see you know how far they run up the score yeah and i think there's definitely gonna be a lot of goals here um looking at uh playing some winnipeg boys um I think maybe it was the last podcast we kind of mentioned we're not loving what they're doing with their lines where they moved Blake Wheeler down in the second line with uh, Ehlers. He's pretty and, cheap, um, too. Like he, he is cheap. Um, we got, um, I think on, on the first power play line, you got Shifley, Con- um, Shifley and Connor at 5'9", five, 5'7". Five, um, they play first power play together. Um, Liney's on that first line at 6'5", but he doesn't play the power play with them, so it's tough to get that stack in. But... Um, yeah, Tim, you noticed uh, some good value down yeah. in the, down in the lineup on. I mean, so 
really we'll get to our, our kind of our lineup at the end of the uh, the podcast here but you know we, we did have some higher priced players in that kind of limited you towards the towards that last team that we want to get in and you know I thought the Winnipeg game was uh, an opportunity tonight to, to play some players that could you know end up with a chipping in an assist here or there maybe getting a couple shots and a block so ended up with Perot uh, tonight and also like Cobb you know they don't play on the same power play but you have Cobb just playing on the on the first power play and Perot is playing on the second power play they both play on the third line together and you know you have uh, Cobb at uh, 3-1 and you have Perot at 2-7 so those are pretty good value players tonight against a backup goaltender at home and Winnipeg's been trending you know positively and playing pretty well uh, over the past couple weeks so uh, like those two value picks when you're when you're really trying to fit in um, some some lower priced players that have power play minutes as well as play on the same line together so I thought that was a, a pretty uh, decently valued combination. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know m- my pick along these lines, I I kind of liked uh, Kyle Connor um, mm. on the Jets. I think you know he's not too expensive. You know he's kind of mid tier, and you know you're really looking at his last few games, and he has five points. You know two goals, three assists during his uh, you know their four game streak right now. So you know for not a lot of value, I think you know you, he can really kind of get you some solid points. Hopefully uh, tonight. Yeah, and um, on to the next game, um, Anaheim Ducks at Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, got Ducks have their backup goalie, Ryan Miller, in net. Um, Tampa Bay still got Vasilevsky. Um, Tim, we're, uh, we're liking Tampa Bay a lot here. Yeah, right? give me point Kucherov. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just like any, any – it's very difficult sometimes to choose between, you know, the whether you want to play – uh, on the same night, a Boston or a Tampa Bay, but Stamkos is out tonight. You have to think that Point and Kucherov have to carry the load tonight. Um, you, you know, they they started off pretty well, then had a little bit of a, a down patch. They went overseas to play a couple games, have come back and have started you know picking it up a little bit. That home tonight against the Anaheim team, who's playing their backup goaltender. Uh, you know, and, and it's a this is I don't want to say it's a, it's a must win, but this is a, a very very winnable game for Tampa Bay. So you know, like those two options tonight with a team that doesn't have Stamkos in there, and really really looking for Kucherov to shoot the puck a lot. And at the end of the day, too, like you know, with the change in how a lot of these fantasy points have been, uh, the, a lot of the fantasy scoring has uh, taken place over the past year. I think with these like shot and goal multipliers, you're looking for those, you know, five plus shot opportunities or three plus block opportunities. And I think Kucherov get there tonight. Yeah. And, um, looking down their lineup, trying to get some more value in there. Um, they have some lower priced defensemen. Um, mentioned Eric, uh, Cernak. Yeah. Uh, only three thousand um, dollars, so that's pretty good value right there. He's on the second defensive pairing with Ryan McDonough, who's been more of a little bit of a shutdown defender. Yeah. Where you kind of give Cernak uh, the ability to kind of take over offensively and play a little more aggressive. Um, he's been getting about twenty minutes a game, and his last five games put up fourteen shots, nine blocks. Um, so you know maybe we can get that three block multiplier there from him, or just dish up an easy pass to Kucherov and let him do all the work. Yeah, and in in a couple of our lineups, we have you know Vasilevsky, and we also uh, ended up going with uh, Halak here a bit. But uh, on the Vasilevsky side, not he's not been great this year. Like seven and six, 
you know, 2.5, uh, 2.95 goals against average, like not being great, but, you know, hopefully, you know, he is one of the better goalies in the league. So hopefully he can turn around a bit and uh, hopefully it's tonight. <laughs> yeah, and you're banking on the win there. Yeah. You're just expecting Tampa to score more goals, Eight especially points. if you're playing the point in Kucherov boys. Um, you know, they put up the win and you still get the A-point bonus from uh, Vasilevsky. And, you know, that should hopefully be good enough to uh, score well and place in the place well in the tournaments yeah i don't have you know much here this is i'll defer to my you know home guests here yeah i'm only uh you know i'm, I'm just trying to join into the fray here it's all right the mm-hmm. analytic department will grow over time yeah, yeah. you know uh you know the internet service is slow in this <laughs> time warner <laughs> But, uh, we are definitely not sponsored by Spectrum. <laughs> no, no, we are they for sure not. Fucking suck. Um, uh, fair enough. But uh, <laughs> I do. I like Vasilevsky. I think you know. I'm gonna say you know sit you know sitting against the Blackhawks last game. He's kind of a little bit fresh here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's just a lot of injuries on the other side to really figure out if are they gonna actually play a well game. So you know, he's definitely a good starter if you're gonna look for you know somebody young in the goal. Greg, what do you think he did with his night off? Oh, that's a oh, good question. Yeah, you know, couple Bengali IPAs. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking he went out drinking, but you know, they they say they don't. Uh, you know, you can't really drink you know, recovering on the injury. Um, but uh, you know, there's only so much trouble you can really get into on a, on a night off in the injury department. Uh, Hopefully, he's fresh. Yeah. If it's anything like my night, he probably woke up hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they didn't do too many smell and salts, you know. <laughs> so he needs to wake up after a hangover. How else do they do it? Hopefully you know, you, you guys dosed me before this game and, uh, <laughs> and podcast, and I think I'm I'm ready to run through a brick wall. So I have to say they really do work. <laughs> if you're listening, smelling salt sponsor us. <laughs> All right, and uh, next we got um, some of the 8 p.m. games. We got uh, Nashville Predators at St. Louis Blues. Um, once again, with the backup goalie, um, you got uh, Soros and Net over Pecorine, um, and they're facing uh, Jordan Bennington of the St. Louis Blues. Um, Soros one in five. Yeah, that's, that's not good. That's not good out of a <laughs> yeah. backup. And also, the, the Predators have been struggling lately. They, have. um, they haven't won a game in a while, right, Greg? No, I think... Uh... I think they're on a five-game losing streak right now, if, you know, my my kind of book stands me correct. And, and St. Louis is really looking at, they've had four straight wins, so it's it's really a mismatch here. And, you know, you're looking at, the Preds really just need to kind of find their groove, and I think, you know, they're kind of struggling at this point. It's 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 been tough for them to really see what's going on, so. Which is kind of surprising a bit. Like, you, you go down the roster and you look at the talent, like, whether it's Forsberg, Johansson, Arvidsson, and then on D, Duchesne like, you go see, like... It's just been a bit of a surprise that they've they didn't stumble out of the gates at all. They played pretty well, but recently they're just in this funk. And what I will say is this: is you know, there's so much talent on that team that once they kind of get out of that funk, and then you get Pecorine going, like that is a playable team any night of the yeah, week. Yeah, and I I, I kind of miss playing them. I yeah, feel I like there was a time where we were always playing Johansson Forsberg. Yeah. And- it's been a while since you played him because they've been struggling. But so, like the problem with Johansson, he just gets the, he just gets the apples all yeah. the time. It's like and know. the way DraftKings change it up. Mm-hmm. Like you need the guy that's shooting and scoring. Yep. Um, speaking of shooting and scoring, you know, kind of miss uh, Tarasenko scoring goals. Oh he's, man, <laughs> he's out and he'll be out for a while for St. Louis. But we still think there's some great value um, up and down the lineup in St. Louis. 
<laughs> Tim Almost just, just knocked over the laptop. His, <laughs> snacked his laptop in half. In anger. <laughs> but um, we got a, on the first line, and they also play power play together, uh, Braden Shen, Jaden Schwartz are uh, 5.4 and 5,000. Um, that's really good value for um, two guys that are – they'll get the minutes on the first power play, um, both averaging about 19 to 20 minutes a game. Um, also, you, on that first power play, you got uh, the two second liners – Ryan O'Reilly at 5.6 and David Perron at 5.2. Um, so both, you know, pretty good value there. Um, you know, you could save yourself um, some salary if you're taking one of those guys in the $5,000 range versus some of the more uh, stacked lines where you're getting guys in the $8,000. Um, also another uh, value play, um, uh, defenseman Vince Dunn is only uh, $3,100. Um, so uh, he gets a second power play um, time, and um, obviously you don't get the stack with them, but you know you're still getting that exposure on the power play. And uh, in his last five games, he's got two goals, which is uh, looking pretty good for a defenseman. All right, you wanna? Yeah, I mean, I I really you know I think those are are solid points, and I can kind of only expand, but you, your power play lineups are going to be very strong um, in that game because you know you're looking at Vancouver on Thursday. Um, and, you know, five of those six points that, you know, Vancouver made was in the power play. So that's really a strong maneuver. I mean, if, if you're looking to see where you're going to pick up points on, you know, a power play squad, it's it's going to be when they're playing, you know, Nashville, because that's where they're losing all their points. And, you know, that's where they're really falling hard. Yeah, I mean, someone, you know, I don't think one person can pick up for the loss of Tarasenko, so the whole team has to do it. And, and so I think you're seeing that a bit here, and hopefully some of those guys can chip in some points tonight. Exactly. So we had to take a quick break to uh, let Greg go goodbye. Um, he's going on a hot date right now. Um, best of luck to you, Greg. Greg, we miss you already. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully when you're listening to this later, um, you'll know it'll be a successful date. And uh, we'll be in the money. But um, on to the two lineups we picked tonight. Uh, Tim, what do we got for the first one? So for the first one, we, we already hi- kind of highlighted these teams. Um, so spent all of my money on four players pretty much tonight. Uh, first went Boston uh, with Pasternak. You're hoping, like he's been doing over the past couple of games, just getting five shots minimum here. Even if he's not scoring goals or getting assists, like the five shots is such a big boost because you get that extra three points on top of it. So wasn't willing to downgrade from Pasternak to Marchant here to save a little bit of money. Um, so really going with Pasternak, hoping he can, can keeps up uh, the, the the shooting and the, the point streak tonight. Uh, went with him and Bergeron. Bergeron back from injury. He looked okay last game, so I feel pretty comfortable playing him tonight. Uh, and then on to the, the second uh, expensive pairing here with Point and Kucherov. Like them both tonight. Uh, obviously, no Stamkos in the lineup, so it's a bit difficult uh, for them to maybe generate as much offense on the power play. But at the end of the day, someone has to do the heavy lifting. They're playing against Anaheim, backup goaltender at home. They've kind of righted the ship since coming back from the, the games overseas, so love those options tonight. Uh, and then kind of lastly, the second pairing or the third pairing here is uh, Perot, and we ended up going with Kopp. Um, very, very inexpensive, like that Columbus uh, matchup tonight when Winnipeg's at home. They're playing a backup goaltender. Uh, Kopp and uh, Perot play on the same line together, third line. 
Um, they don't play on the same power play, unfortunately, but saw the value with Perot at 2-7 and Kopp at 2-1. You know, I mean, sorry, excuse me, 3-1. Uh, really like those two options tonight, play on the same line. They both play on uh, a power play. Uh, and then kind of uh, a couple toss-ins tonight were Carlo at 2-5. I mean, he plays with Krug. 2-5 is the, on DraftKings at least, is the least amount of money you can play for pay for a player. So ended up going with Carlo. We uh, like that matchup, and we went with Cernak, too, as well in Tampa, playing close to 20 minutes the other day against Anaheim. If Tampa Bay gets up a bit, you know, Anaheim's going to feel like they need to shoot more, too, so might get a couple blocks, some playing time, and then in, uh, in net uh, with Vasilevsky um, from Tampa. Uh, you know, 8-2, one of the more expensive goalies tonight, but like the matchup against Anaheim, uh, you know, and even without Steven Stamkos, I think that uh, hopefully Point and Kucherov do the heavy lifting and uh, power us through to a, to a win in the Tampa game. Yeah, and I, I really like that lineup, you know. It kind of reminds us a lot of uh, the lineup against, uh, with uh, last week, um, you had Edmonton and Tampa Bay yeah. there, just super high-priced but elite guys, and they got it done for us. Um, so, uh like that lineup, and then we also went with the second lineup where a little more conservative, a little more uh, where we got, I think, three good valued lines. Um, so uh, we'll start with the first one. We got uh, went with Carolina. Um, mentioned uh, they're playing at home against a, a struggling uh, Florida team. Um, Bobrovsky hasn't been playing well. Last time these two teams faced off, Carolina's put up six goals. So we're liking Sebastian Ajo and Tero Taravainen, who play on the first power, first line and first power play uh, together. Uh, Ajo's 6.8 thousand, Taravainen's 6.1. And then um, stuck in Brett Pesci as a defenseman there um, at 3,400. Um, he's been playing a lot of minutes and getting a lot of blocks recently. Um, second team went with uh, St. Louis Blues. Um, they're on a four-game win streak uh, playing Nashville's... Um, on a large losing streak. I think they've lost at least five games in a row. Um, just crazy. Man. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about it before that, yeah. you know, that's one of the teams that we think has a good chance yeah. to win the Stanley cup and when healthy. So, uh, you know, hopefully they'll get their groove back when they're fully healthy. But, um, tonight we're liking the blues, um, Braden Shen, um, and, uh, Jaden Schwartz are on the first, uh, line together. They play in the first power play together as well. 5.4 thousand, 5 thousand, that's great value yes. there. And, um, you know, when you, you fit guys that are on the first line, first power play together at, in the 5,000s, like that's how you could afford three lines like that. And uh, also snuck in uh, Vince Dunn at 3,100. Um, he plays on the second power play. Um, and uh, he scored two goals in the last five games, I mentioned before. And um, do you see that big hit he had the other night? No, I missed that. Oh, my God. He absolutely teed up a guy and just like almost a bench clearing brawl after wow. that so you know hopefully you know hit like that kind of fires it you know fires him up and yeah, you know maybe bring, we can pot a couple tonight bring the same energy tonight yeah. exactly and uh last team uh we talked about winnipeg um a lot they got um they're going up against uh columbus um their backup goalie um winnipeg uh has been putting up a lot of points against columbus the last few times they've played our uh, expert stats guy and guest tonight, uh, Greg, mentioned uh, they've scored nine goals in their last two games against Columbus. Um, and, you know, we wanted to keep the same trend of getting the same guys on the same line power play together. So we went with Mark Scheifele, he's 5.9 thousand, 
and uh, Kyle Connor, who's a five point seven thousand, um, former Michigan boy, um, and then we kind of just went a little bit against the grain. Where you know we're picking, we want to keep uh, everyone on those same three teams, but for a net, we just kind of threw in uh, Halak, um, the Boston backup goaltender, in an easy matchup against Winnipeg or uh, sorry, uh, Minnesota, and um, you know he's one of the higher price goalies at eight point four thousand, but hopefully. That kind of deters some people away from playing him. You know, hopefully the percent owns are a little bit lower because people, you know, don't want to play the higher price goalie. But in this case, you know, we had the chance. Um, we had the um, the budget for him, so we we squeezed him in there. Yeah, like two different strategies tonight. One like where you're finding value and you're using that value kind of across the board in this uh, Winnipeg example where you're having people in the fives. Uh, and then the other strategy is just load the boys up, <laughs> just pay the top dollar and then sacrifice on the, the third team. And we'll see, like some nights that's the best approach. Other nights that's a terrible approach. And it's better to kind of moderate and, and have a have a, a couple lines together that are moderately priced. So you have a higher probability of all three lines succeeding rather than, you know, live or die by, by uh, two pairs. Yeah, but either way, I think, uh, you know, we diversified a little bit um, with two lineups in here. So you know, one of these one of these lineups is scoring very well. Oh, yeah. I think you know potential top ten in the in the tournament. You know, let's win a couple thousand dollars mm-hmm. tonight. Let's, let's go party! <laughs> All right, guys, we're out tonight. Um, have a great Saturday night. Enjoy some hockey. Hopefully, you guys uh, are listening in. Uh, can get a DraftKings lineup in and uh, celebrate us when we win some big money tonight. All right, good See luck, everyone. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Salt Boys Podcast, episode 6 here. I'm Alex Rockoff. We got Tim Finnerty over here. And it is uh, about 6.20pm on December 14th, um, Saturday night. We got, what is there, 9 games tonight? Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, yeah, so uh, which which one do you want to talk about first? The first one, I'd love to talk about Boston versus Florida. Uh, Bob Rossi playing well, better Better is the right word. Better as of late. As he should be. Yes, he should be. That's right. Uh, I think last game he let in two goals on about 30 shots. So he's played better to their home today. Um, they're, uh, Bob versus Halak. Um, we still do like the Bruins in this situation. Tried to find a way to put pasta in, but he's super expensive. So I uh, really think that hopefully Boston does pretty well tonight, uh, but could see this uh, being a pretty high-scoring game, Bob versus Halak. Yeah, and, um, you know, like you said about not being able to pit Pasternak in, you know, he's one of those guys that you can rely on a lot to get those five shots per game. But um, looking at the last few games, um, he's shooting at the same pace as Marchand. So, you know, maybe we get one from him. And um, looking back, he, he's he been goalless in his last 10. Ooh, um, so that's, that, that, sounds like, that sounds like he's due for a goal <laughs> here. Um, um, I guess kind of also going on this game, we're not going with Florida, but... Um, it is – we just want to note that uh, Huberto actually plays pretty well against Boston. His last five games against Boston, three goals, eight assists. They're, so, they're hope, home, you know, first backup goaltender. Can, yeah. can put in a couple points. But, um, you know, just for the price, I think we, you know, wanted to avoid Florida there. Um, want to do next one. Your, uh, your hometown boys? Oh, man. Detroit versus uh, the Canadians. We finally got a win. Yeah, that was big. Uh, 
I think after you, 11 you straight. Gotta, you yeah. gotta win. I gotta win. But the Red Wings finally gotta win too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, I, I think tonight, like, Mantha's coming back, Athens Hughes uh, coming back, um, Larkin hopefully not feeling as ill as he was the other night. Uh, Zadina on the second line here. You know, I, I'm a Red Wings fan, so when I see Zadina sitting at 3,000, it's tough not to play him. So he's playing with Mantha tonight. Um, thought this could be a little bit of a, a, a sneaky play here. Red Wings getting some of their scoring depth back. Um, you know, really trying to find themselves. And Carey Price uh, is well-rested. I will give them that. Um, you know, and he's been pretty good recently too. But I think on some nights, you, you know, you have to, to take the risk in playing the, the team that is one of the least likely to probably score much of points. That's how you end up winning some of them. So. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of go along with that. You know, definitely I think a lot of people are probably going to pick Montreal yes. here. The percent owns are going to be pretty high. So by taking Detroit, you know, you can get some of the guys that are – might only be like one to three percent owned and if they have a good game you're going to shoot up in the standings you look at some of these websites that where you can look at different lineups and they're putting prices like a must start so you know there's some value in like thinking outside the box a bit here too and that's how you can win some of these bigger tournaments so hopefully tonight that's the night there's a reason for him being a must start in his last three games um looks like he's three and oh only give up 1.34 goals against and uh last 15 against detroit I know you don't want to hear this. Oh, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Carey Price is thirteen and two, only giving up one point six six goals per game. Oh, man, well, sometimes but, you got to buck the average. Exactly, that's what I'm thinking. You know, you got to come back to the average around two or so. So like, he'll let up four or five today. He's eight one tonight too. So I yeah, think it's a, you know, if you if you're looking for a more expensive, probably safer play, I would say Price is probably a decent option tonight. Um, but hopefully, uh, he doesn't get the. We're win. gonna go against the trend <laughs> yeah. here. Um, on to Toronto at Edmonton. Do you know what the over is on this one? Because this is smelling it's like a six six five game. I mean, I don't. I have little confidence in either one of these goalies right now. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't start any of these goalies. No. Frederick Anderson against Miko Koskinen. Um, you know, both playing pretty solid goaltending so far this year. But and I was watching the Maple Leafs game two days ago. Um, he let up. Three straight goals on three shots in the third period. Um, the reason to watch this game is the the Matthews versus McDavid, but other than that, like yeah, I'm not too excited to see the goalies play. <laughs> no, not at all. And um, you know Edmonton's uh, kind of been struggling a little bit in their last five games. Um, they're one in four. Um, in three of those losses, they gave up six, six, and five goals. So um, you know, with a high powered offense like Toronto, we're kind of liking them here. Yeah. We did throw them in one of our lineups, which I'll go over. Yes, yes. And, um, you know, when you're playing Toronto, it's one thing to note, you know, you always want to get that power play or the same line of power play stack. Um, you got William Nylander and Austin Matthews on a line together. They're on the first power play unit. And then John Tavares and Mitch Marner play together um, and on a, on a line, even Shrink line, and they're on the same power play. We were talking about this a little bit ago. It's the... It's the age-old question. <laughs> it's the question of the, the Maple Leafs in terms of playing DFS. Like, who do you who do you rather? Who do you rather, like, Nylander, Matthews, or Tavares, Marner? That's an interesting you're, – you're paying a little bit more for the Marner, uh, for the, excuse me, the Matthews combo, but, you know, it, it's really about, you know, personal preference on that point. And Matthews, to me, is slightly a little bit more inconsistent. Yeah, and I think um, – not that – not to knock William Nylander, but I think as far as a talent level, he's – below Tavares and Marner. Yes. So you kind of even it out. You get two better players um, as opposed to 
you know, Matthews, who's the goal scorer, um, and then Nylander, who isn't as talented, I think by going to uh, Tavares Marner, you get better value there, especially, and they're cheaper, so. Yeah. Um, one other quick stat, um, in the last six games, uh, Toronto versus Edmonton, um, Toronto's outscored the Oilers 23-12, to and big Toronto's power play was 6 for 16, so that's why we like, uh, like that stacked power play right there. Um, you know, we looked at like the Flyers versus Minnesota a bit too. Um, Minnesota has been playing better as of late too. You know, they started off the season pretty bad, and someone that we'd pick on, even Saylock, uh, uh, if I saw his name pop up, I'm likely to pick exactly. <laughs> the forwards he's, against him. He's kind of been their legitimate starter yeah, this year. He's he's filled in well. He's playing well. He's four zero at home this year. Oh, that's great. One point five six goals against. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, you know, just fun fact here um, on Flyers. Uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, his last two games against Minnesota has five goals. Thought about considering playing yeah. him, but you know he doesn't have great line mates. He's playing on the third line. Just didn't think there was great value there. Yeah, Flyers are a little bit banged up in the forward spot too, so they've had to jumble up their lines, and I think that's what it comes down to a lot at the end of the day. It's like how even we'll talk about Vancouver in a little bit, where they shuffle their lines too, where we like the Boser Pedersen connection. They no longer play on the same line, so you know that does that devalue them a little bit, probably. But uh, we'll get to them in a little bit. Yeah, and um, another game we avoided: um, LA Kings at Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, no, no I mean, interest. Kings have no, in our opinion, no. Daily fantasy value here, you know, they're not they're not scoring well. They're not doing great, and then Pittsburgh is a team you might play, but they're banged up. They're they have a ton of injuries there, and you know, don't really think they're worth playing here. But um, on to Chicago at yeah. St. Louis Blues, and this is a game we did. We were we're pretty interested in tonight yeah. and playing a lot of lineups. St. Louis, like. A- Outside of, I mean, Tarasenko's obviously not in the lineup, and that's a it's a different team when you have Tarasenko in there. But you know, they're the value of some of these uh, top six forwards on St. Louis is, is there for DFS. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're all uh, you know on that first um, power play unit. You got Jaden Schwartz, five thousand. Braden Shen, four point nine thousand. Um, they play in the first line together in the first power play, and then David Perron is five five. Ryan O'Reilly's five one. Um, and they're on the second line, but that's a good all, price all for O'Reilly. Like, yeah, that's really good. And I mean, he he hasn't been doing too much in the last few games. Only two assists in his last five. He hasn't really been shooting a lot. So yeah. um, that's why we're kind of liking Schwartz and Shren a little bit more there. But um, kind of going back between uh, this historic rivalry between Chicago yeah. and St. Louis. Um, last time they played, St. Louis won four nothing, and um, over the last seven games. Um, Versus these two teams, St. Louis power play is eight for twenty-two, while Chicago's power play is only two for fifteen. Um, looking back at last few games, Chicago hasn't really been playing that well. Um, they lost all three and gave up five goals, five goals, and four goals. So we're hoping, you know, these guys can pot a couple goals here and get some good value. Yeah, and I think especially Chicago too, they're going through I want to say like a kind of a mini-ish rebuild, where you know. Kane, Taves, uh, Taves slowing down a little bit. Kane, Kane still Kane. Kane still <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. But then the D2, you look at Duncan Keith, Seabrook, that's not the, the D pair that you, uh, you know, seven, eight years ago, you were, well, Duncan Keith's a Norris Trophy candidate, you know. So I think especially as they get older, uh, don't be afraid to, to play against the Blackhawks. Yeah. 
Um, totally agree. Kind of team, especially in that division, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's tough in the central. There's so like every team seems like a playoff team. Yeah. So it's you know obviously only um, four or five of those teams can make the playoffs. So there's always going to be a few teams that aren't. So it's tough when you got to play those elite teams. Um, Devils at Arizona. Um, Mackenzie Blackwood. That's really the fact. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, he hasn't been great. Uh, and Taylor Hall not playing tonight. He'll be traded somewhere. Uh, let the speculation begin. Probably a decent haul. And frankly, he might be playing, uh, the, well, the Devils playing against Arizona. And Arizona could be a, a fit for him, too. I was just about to ask, where do you think he's going to end up? I mean, it's the cap space, right? And I think the question, the question is, um, are the Devils going to trade him and Taylor Hall sign a contract immediately with the team that is being traded to? I think that's going to really factor in the overall compensation coming backwards. Yeah, exactly. Because if he's just a rental, you know, yeah. he won't get as much. But if, you know, it's um, sign and trade or... Colorado yeah. has some space, too. It's like, but do you want to spend $10 million on oh, him? And like, my God. Yeah, if, Colorado coming has up. if Colorado gets Hall... I don't see how they don't win the Stanley Cup. They're, I think goaltending is potentially a question, but still, even then, like and, and when you can health. score five goals a game, it doesn't really matter who you have in that. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of looking at the Devils without Hall, um, I think a lot of people might be playing Arizona. I can see that. Especially Darcy Comfer, who's been playing pretty well. Um, one thing to note is he's 8.3,000, which is one of the highest. I think the highest is 8.4 for uh, DraftKings. Um <clears throat> But um yeah just you know kind of looking at their lines they don't really have they don't really have a good good chemistry with their lines where they they mix up or they get um matching guys on the same line and the power play together so um it's tough to kind of play those guys yeah and I like Comper like I think he's a good goalie it's just tough to play the uh, Coyotes here it's you know Blackwood not the best but don't love the lines like you said with with Coyotes overall yeah. Yeah, but if you do, if you were to get Hall in there, it could, could oh. change it a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, the last game of the night, Vancouver Canucks at San Jose Sharks. Yeah, love just love seeing Aaron Dell in that. Like, that that should be your number one factor in when evaluating goalies. If you see Aaron Dell in that play, play, exactly. play the opposite team. <laughs> kind of reminds me, you know, going back to former um, San Jose goalie, but uh, Niemi, um, you know, he was a goalie we kind of bullied on yeah. the last few years. Oh, he was terrible. He was bad. I mean... <laughs> He was a, he was an okay goalie at the start of his career, yeah. but at the tail end, like man, he was giving up a ton of goals. Um, Aaron Dell has uh, has played eight games this year, given up over three goals against. He's also under ninety percent, uh, ninety save percentage. Um, so, uh, you know, we're definitely liking the Canucks here a lot. I thought the price on Dell was a bit much too. He's seven point eight, there, which has which means they're. They're the favorite because mm-hmm. they have Markstrom at seven five, which I think is a great price, if, especially if you think they're going to win. Yeah, and that's who we're playing tonight. Uh, or one of the goaltenders is Markstrom. You know, he's played pretty solid. Uh, San Jose doesn't overall scare me. Like Burns hasn't played that well. Carlson hasn't played that well. Like they're not a team that I, I'd be too afraid of, to be honest. Yeah, and um, San Jose's actually lost f- their last five, um, and in those games they gave up six three, five, seven, and three goals. So, you know, a ton of potential here for Vancouver to score a lot of goals. 
The only thing I will say about Vancouver is I, I do I liked the lineup situation that they had before with the, mm-hmm. the two the top two lines. Now they've kind of broken it out a bit more, which is which is okay. But you know, top line looks like or one of the one of the lines is Pearson, Horvath, and, and Levo, and then the second one is Miller, Pedersen, uh, Ritanen. A third line: Roussel, Godet, and Boser. I really, really wish Boser was on Pedersen's line. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, you know, and I'm shocked they kind of did that there. You know, you know, teams sometimes do that to try to get um, maybe the third line scoring. But um, looking here, Antoine Roussel on the third line has three goals in his last five games. So it's not like that line yeah. isn't scoring. Um, you'd think you'd want to have that stacked line of Miller, Pedersen, Boser, um, but. We're all liking the price there on uh, JT Miller and Elias Pettersson. Um, you know, it's six thousand sixty seven hundred. Yeah. Still not bad um, prices for guys that are playing twenty minutes a game. No, Pettersson's great too. Play him against Dell. I have no problem doing that. Yeah. Six seven, a little bit, a little bit much, but willing to do it. Yeah, but with Dell in, we're hoping one of these guys, Potts a Hattie, gets us some points there. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this is the games tonight. Let's uh. Picked a, picked two lineups tonight, right? Two lineups. Two um, lineups. which which one do you want to go over first? Um, the more practical lineup probably makes sense. We'll go with the practical one. <laughs> I like how that. <laughs> uh, all right, more practical. We'll call it lineup. Uh, so we did go Pedersen, uh, and then JT Miller <laughs> in Vancouver. Um, like them against Dell, like we said. Um, we threw in Tyler Myers too. Um, you know, looking for like a, a lower value defenseman who can still get some blocks and some shots. You know, the past, you know, last game he played twenty one minutes. The game before that, twenty six minutes. Before that, twenty four. He's logging a lot of minutes. So, like the opportunity for him to block some of these perimeter shots. And he's the on point. the second second power play unit too, so he's gonna get some time there. And at three three, you really you really can't beat that. Um, we went Markstrom uh, as our tender tonight in that uh, from Vancouver, uh, and then uh, we said we you know we, we did like the Toronto Edmonton game. Uh, we went with Marner and Tavares. Tavares seven thousand. Marner six one. Six one is is a bit of a steal, I think. For, I know. For He's, I remember last year he was always in the upper seven thousand. Sometimes he was eight thousand. So, yeah. you know, as long as he's in that price range, we're going to continue to play him. Yeah. And then uh, kind of rounding it out here, we went with uh, some of our St. Louis guys. We did uh, Shen, uh, Shorts. Shorts is only 5K, Shen's 4.9. Uh, and then we also uh, threw in uh, Falk uh, from St. Louis, too. Um, so, yeah, he's logging some minutes. He's three point, uh, He's 3,300. Um, you know, really, like, in the defense, one of the more basic strategies is, like, now that they're valuing blocks um at a different level than before in terms of you getting three extra points for three blocks like that kind of changes the game with some of these stay-at-home defensemen or people that might chip in some some blocks here on the pk or play uh lower lower value minutes but can still get in the way of the puck yeah and uh liking that lineup a lot and then we also went with a little more riskier one um this one definitely has there's Red Wing bias in got there. It, got it. But um, you know, we kind of mentioned uh obviously the Bruins haven't been playing well recently, but we know they're a good team and they're going to bounce back eventually. So went with um Bergeron and Marchand um from Boston there. Um we also we liked Vancouver so much that we had to play them in both lineups, so we yeah. kept um the Pedersen, Miller and then Markstrom and Net. Um uh, couldn't get Myers in there because uh, no, we we, like we spent too, spent too much on Boston there, <laughs> but um, the last team we went with is uh, Detroit Red Wings. Um, 
like Tim was mentioning, you got Mantha and Zadina on the second line. Um, Zadina's only 3,000. He put up three points three last points. game. So, you know, for that price, hopefully he can, uh, you know, if he's only been, you know, charging 3,000, you know, as long as you get a couple shots and maybe get an assist or a goal there, you yeah. get good value there. And even with Mantha coming back tonight, um, should be well-rested. Maybe shake off a little bit of the rust. He's from the, from the area, too, in the Montreal, Quebec area. So like Tim tonight as well. Yeah, and then, um, you know, we only had uh, $5,000 left for two defensemen, so kind of just <laughs> threw a few defensemen in there. But I uh, got Cernak and, uh, from Tampa Bay and uh, Hutton from L.A. Um, you know, Hutton's, you know, I'm pretty sure Hutton's getting 20-plus minute. Um, Cernak. Uh, he's averaging 19. Like, yeah. That's and, pretty good. And he's a guy, you know, he shoots the pucks. You hope he'll block shots, so he'll get some good value um, there, you know, at that point. Hopefully, like you said, we just get someone that gets three blocks and they're worth it. Some of these defensemen at, like, the, the lowest level that you can pay for a player, which is 2500 are just have some extreme value, like, especially in, like, in the D realm. Like, you, you see it a little bit in the in the forwards, but when you're looking at D, you can get some good value at the 2-5. So tonight we, we flexed a little bit more money towards the Boston-Vancouver uh, route, but, you know, it didn't really have much left on D, but you can still find value at the, at the lowest rung in the D. Yeah, so... um that's that for tonight. Hopefully, uh, you guys can get some lineups in if you're not too uh, shit faced from uh, drinking at SantaCon all day. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna enjoy your Saturday nights. See you guys next time. Thanks, everyone.